Glory to God. Y'all may be seated. Hey, teacher. He spoke some things to me today about our nation. Mm, glory to God. When a nation is in the situation that we are in, our walls have been compromised. And this is one of the jobs of the church. Is to keep the barriers up. And because of our compromising, the footprint, the borders that are supposed to be around this nation, are no longer, they're blurred. They're not visible as they used to be. And the only thing that rebuilds a nation in this type of disarray is what we're doing here tonight. Believe it or not. It is so serious and so important for us to really understand what we're doing here. Amen? Amen. These are not vain and empty words that are going any, not going any place. They're actually ascending to the Father's heart. Amen. I would hope that's what we believe. This is why we're praying. Amen. Our walls and our defense are down in this nation because of the church. Because we will not do our job, what we've been called to do. Go to Nehemiah. <laughs> Go to Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1. Let's take a look. Amen? You ready, minister? This is Nehemiah chapter 1 at verse 1. The words or story of Nehemiah, son of, of Hakalia, now in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of the Persian king, as I was in the castle of Shushan, Hanani, one of my kinsmen came with certain men from, Ju from Judah, and I asked them about the surviving Jews who had escaped exile and about Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who escaped exile are in great trouble and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its fortified gates are destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept and mourned for days mm. and fasted and prayed constantly 
before the God of heaven. And Stop. I said, oh, Lord God. Stop right here. Stop right there. What we have here tonight is a prayer meeting. Right? And I'm going to use this word, and I don't like to use this word in particular, but watch this. A prayer movement doesn't really happen until the people of God, listen, start moving with God. You know, you, a lot of times you hear, oh, this is the movement. This is the movement. This is the movement. Not in this <laughs> context. I want us to get the right context of what we're talking about. We're here, a prayer movement. Okay? As I said, it really doesn't happen until the people of God start moving with God. Amen? Amen? Amen. As part of the answer to the things that we're praying, not just praying and saying God send someone to do something, but if, Lord, you would have what is my part that I play, show me what it is and give me the courage to get up and begin to move in the direction of what would or what you would have for my life. This is the movement. This is the prayer movement. Okay. Amen, teacher. I like that. All right. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> and when God begins to move, when we get involved. Amen. This is why it's important for everybody to pray. Okay? Not just the people up here. Okay. So we got a good picture here of what's going on with Nehemiah. Continue. find out what's going on here verse 5 and I said O Lord God of heaven the great and terrible God who keeps covenant loving kindness and mercy for those who love him and keep his commandments let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open to listen to the prayer of your servant okay you're getting ready to pray which I pray before you day and night for the Israelites, your servants, confessing the sins of the Israelites, which we have sinned against you. Yes. So, hold on. So prayer, part of your, is your confession of your sins. Right? Okay. Go ahead. Yes, I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes and ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember earnestly what you commanded your servant Moses. If you transgress and are unfaithful, I will scatter you abroad above the, among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, Though your outcasts were in the farthest part of the heavens, the expanse of outer space, mm. yet will I gather them from there and will bring them to the place in which I have chosen to set my name. Go ahead. 
Now these are your servants and your people, whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who delight to revere and fear your name, your nature and attributes. And prosper, I pray you, your servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was cupbearer to the king. Mm. So, there's a call for prayer here. And at this time, the other people are out there in Jerusalem, but they're, being under, they're under duress right now in Jerusalem. So I'm going to talk about this. Now, Nehemiah, let's talk about Nehemiah just for a little bit here. Nehemiah is a perfect example of, of this. Watch this. He was raised in a time of captivity. Nehemiah was. He was raised in a foreign land, a land or a nation. And he had a Jewish, of course, lineage. And at this time, the people were very casual with the presence of God. Sound familiar? They became too familiar and bored with him. They started doing other things and they didn't realize it. That without God, their enemies would come and break down their barriers very easily. And captivate them. And of course that's what really happened to the nation of Israel right. Half of the nation assimilated to the other empire. And the other half went into captivity into a nation called Babylon. Okay. Which was eventually overcome by the Medo-Persian empire. And this man Nehemiah. Was born into this environment. Listen. He was born into this environment, uh, kind of like our environment, where people really don't like the things of God. Wouldn't y'all say? You know, just go out and mention God and see what your response will be. <laughs> go and just talk about God, your God, and see what your response will be. Okay? We live in a nation like that. Listen. And the people were very hostile, or people are very hostile, even in our nation, they're hostile to biblical morality. The nation that we live in right now, this is, people are hostile to biblical morality, right? They're hostile to biblical worldviews. And in some places, places, you can actually be killed for your worldview. Biblical worldview. There's a difference. You can actually be killed in this nation. That's sad, isn't it? Okay. Nehemiah had carved out a reasonable, comfortable, and secure spot for himself. <laughs> he actually became a, it's like a butler, but it's a cupbearer. Right? So he was a cupbearer. He, he carved out, everything's cool, you know, I got me a nice little job. With the king? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> he was in charge of 
Listen, serving the king and bringing him, you know, his tray of food and drink. That was his job. He was a butler for the king. See, the king always had, I don't care what nation, always got to have a faithful man of God by them. Because God select who he wants to be king or president. But he always places someone of him with them. I told you, the, the church is supposed to have the morality for the nation. The government doesn't dictate the morality for a nation. But that's what's happening in your nation. Okay? Let's watch this. God got a better plan than all of us. So, <laughs> amen, for a nation. But his job had a very high risk, though. Because at that time, they were always trying to poison the king. I mean, the people. <laughs> I mean, his subjects. <laughs> I mean, the people working for him. I mean, the people that he was leading. Okay. I got to have somebody trustworthy by me. Who's not afraid to take a risk. He already know his job description. I could possibly die. <laughs> okay, y'all. Okay. All right. Very possible. All right. All right. So, man. Yeah, they, in that day, they were actually obsessed with doing that to the king. That's why you have a, a cupbearer. Okay. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You see, the cupbearers were, they were taken pretty good care of. Yeah? Sometimes we as people of God, we get so comfortable mm -mm, with life. Get real comfortable with life. We think all is well and okay. Mm -hmm. With how I'm existing. Mm -hmm. How I'm existing in this world. Right? It's all good. I'm okay not really doing the kingdom business. I'm in the kingdom, but I'm okay with not really doing the kingdom business. All right. All right. I'm going to get there. See, Nehemiah, he was doing that, but he knew, Nehemiah knew his history. He knew the history of his people. He knew from Abraham. He knew that he was, listen, he knew that he had the promise. And he knew that he had the blessing. He knew this. And he would have, listen, and he would have known about David. And his son Solomon. And his historical events of the temple that he built. Listen. And he would have heard of the glory of God that came down powerfully. He would have heard these stories. That the priests and the people could not stand to minister. He would have heard the story of Queen Sheba. When she came and her breath was taken away. Uh, when she saw the temple, she saw something in the temple that her, listen, that her secular worldview could never, listen, produce when she came. She saw, listen, the presence of God and the divine order that comes with the presence of God. 
she saw this. Okay. She saw even the way the cup bearer, the cup bearers moved. She, she saw the way they were dressed. Okay. Man. That took her breath away. And, and listen, and the attendants at the throne of Solomon. She saw how they attended at the throne, the servants, at the throne of Solomon. She witnessed this. Her breath just kept taking away every time she saw it. She saw what was happening around the altar and the way they carried the things in the temple. And she saw such divine order. She knew something else was going on here that humanly possibly couldn't happen. She was in the presence in the temple of God. Go ahead. Listen to this. She saw such divine order. No human could ever do, they could never do this. They could never operate like this. Saw such divine order. No way. Such divine order in here. Okay, we're going to get there. I'm trying to tie it in, Elder. I'm trying to tie it in. She saw divine leadership. Nehemiah knew his heritage of his people. He knew that people had gone back. Remember Cyrus? The king issued a decree saying whoever would uh, wanted to go back to rebuild, listen, the testimony that was falling down. Okay. I know, Elder, I know you're following me. I know you're tracking. This is why we got to know our history. See, he knew his history. He said, I know, he said, I knew there was a decree that they could go back and rebuild. This was a fall that had fallen down. Listen, you're free to do so, he said. And he knew that they were, listen, commissioned to rebuild the temple that had been, listen, that had been a comfort in his heart. In a sense, we were trying to do the same thing. Rebuild the temple. Rebuild the body of Christ. We're attempting to do the same thing. Y'all get it? You are the temple. Okay, so we're, we're tempting, he's tempting to do the same thing. You got to tie these two in. In a sense, he's trying to do the same thing with us. Build, build the body of Christ. Under hostile attack. The body of Christ is under hostile attack. See, here you're not. But the body over there, abroad, yes it is. Y'all saw the pastor that got beheaded? Because he would not deny or denounce Christ. So ISIS beheaded them. In Nigeria, I think it was. Now, what well, well, we just sitting here, just nice, fat, and happy. That's part of us. See, there's no attachment. That's part of the temple. Okay. Y'all better get ready. Hmm, this is why it's so important. People were laughing and ridiculing. 
Every time you try to attempt to build the temple, every time you try to witness. And that's what you're doing. You're trying to build the temple, the body of Christ, and people come at you. Close ones to you. Family. Friends. Mm, okay. So that the walls that were surrounding Jerusalem now should look like a footprint of God. Not, not a literal footprint, but it should be a footprint of God, Jerusalem. That's the borders. Amen? Okay, y'all follow me, right? Okay. But his name is on the mountain. Okay. So those walls then were blurred, just like our walls here in this nation now are blurred. Our boundaries are blurred. Our boundaries, the borders of what God has preserved with us are blurred. And anybody who wants to come in and declare themselves a part of Jerusalem or declare themselves a part of the body of Christ can do so. Just about anybody. This is why you have to ask, what type of Christian are you? Yeah? This way, because the, the walls, the lines are blurred now. Yeah? Okay. Back then, there was such an absence, and even now today, of the presence of God. How do we come to church and there's no presence of God? In the house of God. Oh, excuse me. In the temple of God. Because you're the temple. Okay. All right. Hold on here. Let's go, I'm going to get there. Those borders that defined who belongs in that place no longer can be seen. Y'all see the correlation? The body of Christ now, the borders that were there at one time, it seems that you can no longer see them now. The walls are down. You can, anybody can come in and say, you got witches saying they're Christians. Christian witches. I mean, don't even sound crazy, don't it? Christian yoga. I mean, it just sounds crazy, don't it? But that was, that's what's happening. Okay. This is what's happening. While we're living comfortable, serving. This is what's happening. Watch this. Hold on. So, teacher. Really, there's only one type of Christian. A true Christian. <laughs> there's only really one type. But we got all these different types, denominations, but there's only really one type, a true one, mm. right? Just a true one. That's it. That's the real reality. Man. So Jeremiah, not Jeremiah, but Nehemiah. And, and you're talking about, you'll read that, you, you saw that part about the gates, right? Gates are of a city is where the elders would meet. At the gates is where the battle plans would be strategized. 
at the gate of the city. This is where the elders would meet for strategies on protection. This is where the elders would meet for strategies on commerce at the gates of the city. And the gates of hell shall not prevail where they meet. Okay. All right. Everything went on at the gates of the city. Go to, uh, let's see here. Read Nehemiah 4 again. Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 4. When I heard this, I sat down and wept mm. and mourned for days and fasted and prayed constantly before the God of heaven. He had heard about the attack that was going on while they were trying to reestablish the walls. Judah, right? He's upset. First thing he did was went to his knees and prayed and fast. When he heard of the condition of what was happening. Okay. That's what I thought we supposed to do. As soon as we hear the condition, okay. This is what we're supposed to do. At this point in his life, everything was going well with Nehemiah. Uh-oh, here we come. Go ahead and say, it. my life right now, everything is going well. Come on, some of y'all can say that. Woo! Here we go. Until he received this report. And when the report came, the burden of the Lord came on him. Mm. The burden of the Lord is not something you try to pray away. <laughs> you saw that, didn't you? I love it. The burden of the Lord is not something that you try to pray away. <laughs> so when you get a report, what prophet is that? Okay. All right. <laughs> so when you get the report that our children are being delivered unto human trafficking, when you get the report that our children are coming up missing, murdered, when you get the report that our children are being prostituted out. When you get the report that there's gender confusion in elementary school. Okay. Y'all hear that? See, we got the report. There's no burden. Okay. We get the report that our children or our young adults are being radicalized by Marxists in our colleges. This is where the philosophy, this is where most of our children, our young adults, get converted. This is where they turn away from what was imparted in them. 
at this point. They get turned away from both God and country. Okay. And when you hear the report. And a burden comes. Listen, in your heart. God is saying, pray for my people. Churches need to hear this. Nehemiah is saying, when I heard this, this report, when he got this report, he said, I couldn't put it away. He couldn't put it away. He said, my title, my apartment, <laughs> my next paycheck, my position. All the things that I worked to gain in life, nothing seems important now after I got this burden from God. Mm. I just got this burden that it entered into my life. He's saying it's not right that the kingdom of God is in reproach. It's not right that the people of God are powerless. It's not right that the testimony of God mm, 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 is being diminished. In this nation. This is what's happening in our nation. Y'all mm, mm, mm. listen to this. If you want to know what's happening, it's already happened. You just got to go back where it happened. That's what we're doing right now. Okay? So you'll see. Watch this. It's diminishing in our nation. The church is not... It's not burden. Listen, it's not burden with the heart of God. This is what's wrong with the church. It's not it's not burden with the heart of God. Right. I told you we got the report. We got the report of child. What? Prostitution. We got the report, you know, for children being missing. We got the report for children trafficking. We got the reports for gender confusion. We got the report. But Nehemiah, when he got his report, it was a burden placed on him. Now, my house, my, my wealth, and everything about what I have now, it's not important. Because I now have the burden of God. Okay. This is what we're not doing. Everything else is not important. We need to be like King David. Go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 17. Give me five quick verses, quickly. 1745. 1 Samuel chapter 17 at verse 4. And a champion went out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span 
almost 10 feet. No, 1745. That's good too, but we're going to cut through a little bit of this. 1745. Ready? Verse 45. There you go. Then David, then said David to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. Mm. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you mm. and cut off your head. Mm. And I will give the corpses of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Come on. Verse 47. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. When the Philistine came forward to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. Stop, stop. No, he ran right to him. Now we run back. He ran right to the situation. So, see, y'all missing it. Come on and read this thing. Come on, read it, read it, read it. Verse 49, David put his hand into his bag and took out a stone and slung it. And it struck the Philistine sinking into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and struck down the Philistine and slew him. But no sword was in David's hand. Stop. David wanted to know, why is no one fighting this giant? This is a burden. They were burdened by Goliath. And he's trying to figure out why is no one fighting? <laughs> this burden. He was, a, he was a bother to them. He was a burden to them. He kept them in fear. Captivity couldn't move. He was tired of this burden. David is saying, what, is, what happened to the armies of Israel? What happened to the people of prayer? Do you not know your history? And the people were offended. And he kept on through the camp saying, is there not a cause here? <laughs> this is what David was saying. What's wrong with y'all? Is there not a cause here? I just gave you the report. Is there not a cause there for us to come and pray and gather? See, we diminish prayer. Okay, watch this. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Here. Is, is not the glory of God at stake? Is not your God name at stake? Go ahead. 
Who you represent? See, we, we're missing this thing, Elder. We're missing this thing. When, it, when we gather here and we come to prayer every Tuesday. His reputation is at stake. How are you carrying his name? Each and every one of you. How are you carrying his name? Okay. All right. And it said Nehemiah began to pray. The first thing that happened is that he had, listen, to move beyond his fear. The first thing he had to do was move beyond his fear. Listen, of unfamiliar. Oh, my God. He was fine. He was with the king. But that burden caused him to do something. Pray and fast. I know the history of my people. I got the report that they're struggling. I'm sitting here just comfortable serving the king okay he got that report first thing he started to pray fear came of unfamiliar people always feel so uncomfortable with the unfamiliar and the routine we are creatures of habit go to jeremiah not jeremiah go to nehemiah 2 we're gonna get in it now go to nehemiah 2 Verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 2 at verse 1. Mm -hmm. In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Mm -hmm. Now, I had not been sad before in his presence. So stop. the king. Stop. Just stop right there. Just stop right there. Just stop right there. <laughs> now read it. You ready? Verse 2. So the king said to me, Why do you look sad since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. Stop. Hold on. Now, by law, you are not allowed to be sorrowful in the presence of the king. You had to be happy at all times. Sick, down, <laughs> just had a fight with your wife. <laughs> Anytime you came to the throne of the king. You had to be happy, 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 happy. No, y'all not, y'all planning. And the king said, why do you look sad? Y'all not ready. Watch this, teacher. Now listen to what I said. Now by law, you were not permitted to be in the presence of the king with a sad countenance. By law. Mm. 
It was the law. You could not be sorrowful of heart. There was a penalty for not obeying. That penalty could also mean death. Death was an option. So if the king so desired, you better hope he didn't have a bad time with his wife. You better hope he didn't have a, a, a bad day with his wife or family. And you came in there with your sad countenance. By law. By penalty of death, you could not be in the presence of the earthly king. But the kind of faces that y'all bring in. Okay. You said back to the thing. Okay. Death was an option. Mm, y'all better get it. Y'all better work it out. Basically, your head was not really yours. Because you could lose your head. For not being happy? Yep. I'm almost there. You hear me? Watch this. Teacher. Teacher. There was no option to be in the presence of God. Oh, excuse me, King. What a sound, sad countenance. Mm -mm. Some of y'all be like, just take me now. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Nehemiah was never in this condition before. This burden of the Lord was so great on him. That the king had to pardon him. When God chooses to reveal something of his heart to you, generally it's because he's trying to lead you somewhere. Wow. Or to do something that he has assigned you to do in this present state that you're in. Right now, the present state that you're in. This doesn't negate your assignment. Hello? Hello? Mm. Maybe y'all want me to say that again. I'll keep it moving on here. When God chooses to reveal something of his heart <laughs> to you, generally it's because he's trying to lead you somewhere or to do something that he has assigned you to do in your present state. And sometimes it's to get you out of the box of fear and familiar. Hello? I'm almost finished. Yeah, take it slow. Okay. Watch this. <laughs> He's trying to get you out of fear and the things that you are so familiar and comfortable with. Okay. He's trying to get you out of the fear 
and familiar. Away from, listen, away from your experience. Wow. Teacher, it seems like we are called where we are not qualified. But it seems that we are not called where we're qualified. Okay. Watch this. It seems like we are called where we're not qualified. And it seems like we are not called where we are qualified. No, they wanted the easy way. I'm qualified for this. I went to school for this. I train for this. God said, that's nice. I didn't even tell you to do that one. I'm telling you to do this one. The one you don't think you're qualified for. Some of us don't even think we're qualified to live right. Just look that one in. You are without excuse. Except you choose. Okay. All right. Y'all got that one? When you're called. Watch this. Okay. When you're called. Where you're not qualified. It's when the giftings to accomplish what you're given to do comes on the scene. Y'all just trying to fool God, but you can't. Y'all need me to say that one again? You sure? Okay, it's to you. It's to each and every one of you. Okay. He's not going to call you where you think you're qualified. He's going quali- to call you where you think where you're not qualified. Right. <laughs> well, you're schooling. <laughs> okay. When you're called where you're not qualified is when the giftings to accomplish what you're given to do comes on the scene. So when We start, listen, so when we start to pray, God starts to lead. And then we are confronted immediately by fear. Because the leading of God will take us out of the familiar. I'm trying, I'm trying to go. I asked him today, where are we going? Where are we going? That's why I got on Sunday. Some of y'all was called up. Yeah. And some of you still in the way. I just didn't come to you yet. But you already heard. You just acting like you don't hear it. Yeah, way back there in the back. Some of you calling us more than once. Stop trying to hide. I am. The funny thing is, they already know. I'm not qualified. That's what qualifies you. 
You just need to be trained. Watch this teaching. All right. Amen. See, that's, that's wisdom right there, Elder. God does not call you necessarily to do what you think you can do. God calls you, which is way in the back back there. God calls you to do something you can't do without him. Okay. All right. You want me to say it again? Okay. God does not necessarily call you to do what you think you can do. He calls you to do something you can't do without him. To a place that you are never, that you never thought. He'll call you to that place you never thought. He called you to a place that you never thought you would go. He'll call you to something you never thought you would be called to do. <laughs> yes, you. You too. Teacher, okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm almost done. Verse 2. Read it again. Verse 2. So the king said to me, why do you look sad mm. since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. Then I was very much afraid. He's afraid in verse 2. Now read verse 3. Verse 3, and said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should I not be sad-faced when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lies waste, and its fortified gates are consumed by fire? Ooh, hold on. Read that again. You got to get that flow. Come on. And said to the king, let the king hold live. Hold on. And he said to the king. You a cupbearer. There's a certain way you got to talk to the king. There's a certain way you got to approach the king. And he said to the king, let the king live forever. Right? Why should I not be sad faced? He knows his lineage. He knows his history. He knows his people. He knows their struggle. He's telling them, I know my heritage, the place of my father, sepulchers, lies waste. He's upset. And it's fortitude. Listen, gates are, blessed, consumed by fire. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. He just put his head on the chopping block. Okay. He just put his head on the chopper. In reality, in all reality, this is what he did. <laughs> wow. How do you not talk to the king like that and get your head taken off? 
Wow. It's not the season or the environment to do this. He's stepping out on faith. He's stepping out on faith. And now a boldness has come on him. Continue to read. Verse 4. The king said to me, for what do you ask? Hold on. Mr. King, now, wait a minute. Now, he just said what he said to him, and now the king is asking him, what? What you need? What's your request? No, you forget, he has a burden. He has a burden. He has an assignment from God, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nehemiah does. He has an assignment from God. And the king said to him, after he just told him, and his countenance, and his countenance is falling. He's concerned. And the king asked him, for what do you ask? So I prayed to God of heaven. Go ahead, minister. Verse 5, and I said to him, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight. Where did y'all hear that before? Where did y'all hear that before? Just go read Esther. <laughs> and if thou hast found favor in thy eye. See, it's a way to approach and to talk to the king to get what you need. Mm. Go ahead, go ahead. If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you will send me to Judah, to the city of my father's sepulchers, okay. that I may rebuild it. The king, beside whom the queen was sitting, asked me, how long will your journey take, and when will you return? So it pleased him to send me, and I set him a time. Wait a I know the people around in his court is being like, what is going on right here? This don't happen no way. This, this don't happen. The last person tried this, they're dead. He's a trustworthy cupbearer, servant, who's got a burden for his people, a call, an assignment. That it doesn't matter who's in charge. God sets kings, don't he? really working for him okay <sighs> y'all don't get this thing go ahead finish minutes read it start at the top again the king beside whom the queen was sitting asked me how long will your journey take and when will you return so it pleased him to send me and I set him a time so when you have assignment from God, not just you, your assignment, nothing can stop it. No one and no thing. Watch this. Can, can't finish reading. Verse 7. Also, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given me for the governors beyond the Euphrates River. Hold on. Not only if I just say you go, go, you're going to put me to work. You're asking something of me to do now. The king, he's asking the king to do something. He's asking the king to write a letter. <laughs> he's the king. 
everything, everything, the provision. See, y'all got to know when to speak. When you see the hand of God moving, you got to know when to speak. Make your request known now. You're in the purpose and the will of God. How shall he not? Okay. Okay. Come on. Come on. Watch this one. Let letters be given me for the governors beyond the Euphrates River, that they may let me pass through to Judah. Hold on. He, <laughs> he has to have a favor, a written document that he's pardoned, that he can go into this land. And the king is allowed. He obliged him. Continue. Verse 8. And a letter to Asaph, keeper of the king's forest or park, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates. Hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Now you don't wrote me a letter. Now you're going you're gonna to give me supplies to build a house in my state. You're doing all this for me because I'm in my purpose. I'm in my car. I got a burden. Hold on. Start it again. And a letter. Just another letter. Okay, go ahead. And a letter to Asaph, keeper of the king's forest or park, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the fortress of the temple and for the city wall and for the house that I shall occupy. See? See, hold on. Wait a minute. Not only that, but they're going to give me all the supplies I need to build the kingdom. The walls, the protection around the kingdom. You're going to do this. I know the king is like, what happened? What am I doing? But I feel obligated. <laughs> Y'all missing the point. Okay. Okay. I'm not only that, but I'm going to give you all the supplies, elder, to build. It, it just took a, cre a, a king's decree. Took a letter. And he said to you, I've given you my name. All authority has been given to you. Now build my kingdom. We won't do it. We won't do it. It's the same thing. Come on, minister. Where we at? Where we at? Come Mercy. on, finish. Come on. Read and, this thing. And the king granted what I asked. He gave it to him. For the good hand of my God was upon me. Okay, see, the people, of God, they're going to see God's hand on your life. Remember, he went into prayer and fasting first. Oh, y'all missing this thing. Come on, come on, come on. Read. Verse 9. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. <laughs> Protection. He didn't have to worry about anything. That won't end the agreement in the letter. Just let me pass. Now, I'm going to send some people with you. And Daniel prayed. And he had three other people with them. Okay. Y'all missing this thing. Come on. Verse 10. When Sandballot, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, heard this, it distressed them exceedingly <laughs> that a man had come to inquire for and require the good and prosperity of the Israelites. Mm. 
Go ahead. You got, well, you got one more verse, right? Verse 11? Verse 11. So I came to Jerusalem and had been there three days. Okay. I could go on, but I'm going to have to cut it. I'm going to have to cut it. Uh. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut it. Cause I don't want to run over my time. Hold on. No, I'm a, if I do, if I go any further, I'm going to start something else, and I, I don't want to go there because I'm not going to have the time. But let's get back to the premise of this. What's your burden? Do you have a burden? Has the burden of God come upon you? See, this is why a lot of times, a lot of things haven't happened for us because we have not, we don't have a burden for God. We have a toleration, but not a burden. Because in that burden Everything that you need, every favor, all the access, everything, your home, everything is there when you take on the burden of God to do his will. This is about building the kingdom. This is going to be, I can just keep on going here, but we, we haven't gotten to the praying watch yet. There's just so much in here. But nothing happens until you do this. You want to know what your purpose is? Man, pray. You want to discover what you need to do? Pray. If you a burden, he gave me your answer to all that you were, that he placed on you. See, going to take you to a place that you've never been before. See, everybody just want to go where they're familiar and comfortable with. God going to take you. You got gifting inside of you. Well, I got to take you to a place where you're going to have to be able to use them because you're going to know it's me. I'm with you. It's the only way you're going to know it. I'm not going to take you where you're qualified. I'm going to take you where you're not qualified, but you are qualified, which qualifies you. Everybody want to be familiar. Just get up here. Well, so that should be everybody should be up here who don't want to pray and come on up here and pray. I'm going to take somebody in an unfamiliar place tonight. I'm going to take somebody in a very uncomfortable place tonight when you're going to close out. Look, everybody, I know I should have stayed home. I know I should have stayed home. <laughs> Woo! See, you're leaning too much on your own abilities. Teacher, I'm trying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to really lead us to where we need to go and let y'all see something. Very simplistic in nature, I think it is. Who shall it be? Look at this. Look at it. Folks is looking all down. Say hi to the little man behind the chair. <laughs> Tell him I say hello. <laughs> he like looking. Hey. Man, did y'all get something tonight? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm just looking around to who I can see. They can look at it. they like, please don't call me. <laughs> I got to get somebody who hasn't prayed. Not one time. I'm the, who hasn't closed us out. I'm trying to see here. Huh? Has prayed, yes, he had. She's prayed, and 
and other ventures. No, 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 no. I know who. I know who. I'm about to bring him the mic. Ain't this for you tonight? Ain't this for somebody tonight? Ever said, I prayed already. <laughs> Ms. Didi, no. Yolanda said, I already prayed. She said, I just prayed. Ah, uh-huh. Yeah. I know you did. They said, they keep on moving. They said, keep on moving. They said, keep on moving. Ah. 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 Uh. Now, when she did communion, did she pray? Did she close us out yet? I thought she closed us out. I love that. Come on up. You almost got it. You almost got it. You almost got it. Come on up. Come on. Then. Dustin almost got it. Dustin almost got that thing. <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're going to be just good. Come on up here, woman of God. Woo! Come on up here, woman of God. I love this lady right here. Keisha, you're awesome. You know that? I just, I just love Keisha, y'all. Come on, let's stand to our feet for the woman of God in her call. Her purpose. All right. We just love you. We thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We lift up our hands to you, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord, for being God. If you're nothing else to us, you're just God. And that's more than enough, God. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us all together tonight. This is not a time that was promised to us, and we thank you for it, Father God. I just ask for a special blessing tonight, God, on everyone who's here, anyone who's listening, anyone who wanted to be here, Father God, and for whatever reason wasn't able to be, whether it was against their will or not. I thank you, Lord, for the man who was beheaded for his life. I thank you, Lord, that he went forth into the end. And I thank you, Lord, for being there with him. I pray, Lord, that we in our carnal bodies can look past the physical aspect and see into the spiritual and the supernatural, Father God. I pray, Lord, that because of what happened to him, that other people are brave and that other people get saved in the process, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. I thank you, Lord, that even though I struggle to come here tonight, as I do other Tuesday nights, that uh, you still use me, Father God. You didn't have to, but you did, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the man of the hour. I thank you for our pastor, for our teacher, Father God. I just ask that you continue to pour into them as they pour out into us, Father God. 
given us everything they have. I thank you, Lord, for the intercessors, not just interceding on our behalf on Tuesday night, but every night, Father God, every day. I ask, Lord, that you bless the all the books, all the notebooks, all the sticky notes, all the binders, all the envelopes that we filled out, Father God, with prayers, with hopes and dreams and goals and struggles and trials and triumphs and everything we ask for prayer for father god things that we may have been scared to take to you but we put to paper i lift all those up right now father god i lift up dustin and roberta's impending marriage father god i just ask that you continue to strengthen them and bless them father god I pray, Father God, for all the children that are going to come forth. I pray, Lord, for the children that are out there right now who are lost, who were stolen, kidnapped, sold into prostitution. I ask, Lord, for a special blessing for those who hunger, those who thirst, those who are cold. I don't know. I, I just pray for a lot of things, Father God. But I pray for this body right now, not my body, but this congregational body, Father God, that we just stay united. Unity, Father God, unity is a word that comes to mind. Just keep on keeping us, Father God, loving on us, chastising us, forgiving us, turning us around, picking us up, dusting us off, and putting us back on a straight and narrow. And I love you, God. I thank you for the men that protect this house. I thank you, Lord, for the security team. Continue to bless them, Father God. I know it's cold outside. And I know it's not always the easiest task to do, but they do it, and they do it so well. I thank you, Lord, for touching Brother Mario and protecting him as he protects pastor, Father God, and protecting those who watch out for teacher, Father God. Continue to strengthen them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I lift up all the businesses that are here, all the ones that haven't come forth, that are manifesting themselves, Father God. And I know, Lord, I can't stand here forever, Lord. But, <laughs> but I thank you. I thank you. I love you. I honor you. I praise you. And hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You stay right there. My God. See, I know I'm not the only one that heard that. See, that's the burden in the heart of an intercessor. But see, it has to be birthed, listen, through adversity and struggle. I'm telling you right now. So I need the intercessors to talk to her tonight. I need them all to talk before she leaves here tonight. See, a lot of you sitting in them chairs right now, but I'm going to pull it out you. It's time to get to work. You can't let that sit dormant. You got a call. You got a call. We're going to pull that out. We're going to nourish this and nurture it. You are effective in the kingdom. Yeah, you're called. 
See, this is why he wanted us to do this tonight. See, it's time building. It's time to start building. I need us to get there. Y'all got to see the gifts that are in her stirred up. Did you hear that? See, it's her heart. Amen. Come on, intercessors. Talk to her. Bring her back. Put her back in teacher's room. And before she leaves, I need the intercessor to pray over her. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, this is your night. 